Hello, I'm Mallory Rubin. And I'm Van Lathan. Check out the Ringerverse podcast from The Ringer for all things superhero movies, nerd culture, and fandom entertainment. We have instant reviews and fun takes on all the latest news and more available now on Spotify. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listeners, welcome. This is Sound Only. I'm Justin Chan. And I'm Mike Peters. We're your Sound Only co-hosts, here to record our deepest, darkest thoughts about millennial culture, the culture in general, hip-hop, anime, video games, music. I already said that because I said hip-hop. R&B, Jacquees singing the national anthem, uh, other things of that nature. This, the free. this is an emergency <laughs> podcast about Jacquees, the king of R&B. My king of R&B. I don't know about y'all. The king of R&B. Listen, um, I am also Jacquees Hive. Um, Pope, Pope in exile. I mean... Honestly, for reasons that are no longer like I mean, like it's they're no longer discernibly ironic to me. You know, yeah. I I love Jacquees. You know, yeah. it's, it's just what it is. Strong projects, beautiful gowns, Jacquees. Salute to Jacquees. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, beautiful dress, beautiful dress, beautiful dress, Jacquees. So, so here's the thing, Michael. Right? It's December. It's the end of the year. You and I, as writers, right, for The Ringer, every, every writer, every podcaster, like you're kind of in this mode where we're all, we're writing lists. If you're on the internet and you read shit, you're reading a bunch of like year in lists from all the critics and tastemakers that are trying to tell you what are the best music, what, what was the best movies. I know, you know Allison Herman and Miles at The Ringer, they, they put out their list of best TV this year. Um, and it lists are one of those things where my brain is just, I'm old now, right? So it's like, when I first started writing professionally, it was that like complex and it was like, I could do it in my sleep, right? And now I don't have the stamina for it. You know, it's like boxing. List season, it really takes you, takes it out of you. Um, and I write about so much shit. And you were, you know what I mean? It's like we both talk about and write about so much different shit. It's also like, you gotta put like, it's like, it's, the kind of exhaustion is that of like imagine, you know, you 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 you're 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 well traveled. You're you you're well read. You went Absolutely. to school. You you, you, you see. You, you met people. You lived it. Yeah, whatever. And like you 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 listen to 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 the stuff that's that doesn't suck. Now somebody <laughs> rolled up on you at a party and they were just kind of like, yo, like 
what are you listening to right now? Like, what's good? Like, what if I am taking a long drive um, to San Diego to fight um, this other NBA player who is sleeping with my ex-wife? <laughs> what should I listen to on the way there? <laughs> that's a good part, playlist prompt, though, for real? Like, that's a good prompt. I have to say, you know, listen, and you're just kind of like, and, and then that's, and that is that is and, and imagine that is like the difficulty of like list season it's just yeah. kind of like a suddenly you've never heard music before what is it have you like is it's it's like have you ever watched a movie or a tv show you know that like despite you consuming it and they out whatever yeah it's like, it is it is weird because sometimes like if you're on a beat, maybe you're more into it. Like if you're only just straight, only ever writing and talking about music, maybe, right? Maybe, maybe you move through each year that way with that yeah. sense of, but because of how I do it, it's sort of like, look, if you step to me in the wild and they're like, quick, tell me what you, what you've been listening to. I'm be like, I've been listening to the Final Fantasy V soundtrack. Mind your business. You know what I mean? That's kind of, I might, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I get nervous. <laughs> Oh, man. emotional you know what I mean like, I I've been listening fun. to Fred Hampton speeches on tape <laughs> yes <laughs> um, but that said I do think that like maybe I think on the website right it's like okay I'm gonna have some blurbs in the, in the music list and the hip hop specific list whatever I think on this pod the advantage because we talk about so much stuff is like I don't know. There doesn't even have to be any coherence. We could just talk about what was the best shit this year in general. Right? It's kind of like vibes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah. And it's like stuff we touched on in, in conversations on earlier episodes. Right. But like maybe one of us wasn't fully caught up. You know, I don't know. Or, or like stuff that we talked about. And maybe it's like a good time to sort of look back and be like, OK, like did that thing sort of stick out in your imagination long enough for you to bring it back up again in a year in combo? That is kind of how I think about it. Yeah, 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 more or less. But you, I mean, you know, the the main thing I fucked with that came out this year was Punk, was the Thug album. Come on. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, like a a very late entry for for album with it. Like, I mean, honestly, he had two of those because there was Slime Language 2 and there was Punk. Both of those very fire, very complete, very coherent projects. After like so much fun was not. Let's be honest, it was not that tight. It was not that good. Let's be real. Let's be honest with ourselves. To thine own self. Hey, like in comparison to it's like in comparison in comparison in comparison to punk and to sign language too. I'm shouting you down, nigga. You you got to be honest with yourself. No, but right? it's a phenomenon because so much fun is one of those one of those things that like when it came well, out, I mean, like, yeah, people sure. were bullish like, on it. Like right? it is, well, it's it, people are bullish on it because it was like a it was more so a like a moment and t- like a crowning achievement. Like it, it got like the bump of it of of Young Thug finally releasing his his honest to God hand on the Bible finally debut album like this is the debut album it is like it's the we're calling it the debut album this is it we're swinging there's a there's an actual marketing push behind it there was a youtube live stream thing with uh balloons and stuff and nobody really knew what it was about and like you know 
there's they had the uh the cobras in the sandbox or whatever sent to different uh like uh oh, I yeah. Yeah, you remember it. Like it was yeah, just like yeah, all the nonsense yeah. that attends like a, a major label event release. Like it, it had all those things and yeah, I get it. And you know, Jay Cole executive produced it. Uh which 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 meant that there was like the narrative of, you know, uh sort of like the ahistoric and the, the um you know, shepherd of all things, lyrical kind of meeting in the middle, like Jay-Z and Nigel on stage at the between two, whatever the, whatever the hell that tour was. Like, I mean, like it was like supposed to be like a big thing. Yeah. The narrative was there. Right. But I mean, like I'm gonna keep it a stack. The music is not, I don't like, it's one of the, it was one of the young thug projects I go to least go back to least. I mean, we ain't got we ain't got to dump on it too hard, just because we we you know we talking about punk though. We talking about twenty twenty one. It's like you're right. Punk does kind of like musically deliver. Punk feels less like a rollout you remember and more like, oh damn, he stuck these songs. Like you know what I mean? He stuck these songs yeah. at that kind of level of having to exist as like a pop person, even though he's not the most. Cons- consistently commercially viable pop artist it sort of feels like he finally straddled the lane between making like proper young thug songs and songs befitting his stature is maybe how i'd put it right it's like okay can i can i give you like to me it's it's punk it's the it's the turnstile album it's the casey musgraves album i'm sorry but it's that's me the Casey Musgraves album, people are bugging about it. It's better than Golden Hour. I don't even like Golden Hour that much. People can feel free to fight with me about that on email at soundnolipod at gmail.com. Um, the pink, yo, the Pink Panthers tape like took the me pink Panthers tape, a while to get around uh, to. That shit is fire. It is at it is fire. There's also uh um, the self-titled Vince Staples project still like very economical, very good, very still good in the car. Run that back very, very often. Um, let's that see. that fell else? just short of the cutoff for me. That was like out of it was like just out of my top ten. And I I usually have a tough time with Vince Staples like whole projects, but yeah, I I definitely feel like that that's a strong tape. Um, Slytherman, honestly, <laughs> Slytherman, Slytherman activated. Um, key, key Glock yellow tape two. Yeah. Uh, nudie Doctor Evil tape. It's honestly a, a, a toss up between Dumb and Dumb Nudie tape, between yeah. Doctor Evil and um, uh, the Rich Shooter tape. Both of those were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. let's see, like. Honestly, the Eve Tumor EP was really good. Like that, but I mean, like you know, now we're getting into EPs, not albums. Like the, but honestly, Maxo Cream is amorphous now. Music, okay. music, okay. music. The Maxo Cream album. Um, and honestly, I, I was walking around listening to it this past weekend. Late entry, the Nardo Wick tape. Did you did Did you listen to it? No, I haven't. Uh-huh. Who is Nardo Wick? It's just so demonic. Like it's okay, okay, bet. Um, yeah. I mean, um, the Tyler album holds up for me. I think the Tyler album holds up. Uh, 
I, this is like the most annoying opinion I'm going to have this episode. I, I apologize. The Cole album. I'm sorry. The off season is good. And like, I hate that people, I immediately saw people with that tape like three months later being like, wow, it's crazy how that, that Cole project just came and went. People just throw that out there. And I get it. It's like Cole is annoying. Whole phenomenon of J. Cole is annoying. I think like that, it's like one of those tapes where it's like, okay, but he like figured out something about himself. To me that like, if you are the kind of person who likes, like it's, if you can sort of like get over all the obvious objections to J. Cole, right? And sort of like take him on his terms. I think that's like, that tape is the best. It is, it, it's a very, it's, yeah. It's a, the best, the most realized, I think, is like, is probably like the 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 way to put it. Like uh, those, those songs feel complete. Um, and it takes a little bit of waiting and scratching and sniffing to get to the parts that uh, like, you know, you roll your eyes at, but yeah, like, yeah, and there's, they're fewer, it's, yeah, they're it's, way fewer and further they're, between. They're, yeah. they're way fewer and further, further between. Yeah. I, I'll give you that. Um, let's see. Oh, wow. I can't believe I was about to forget, uh, ESTG bigger than life or death. Um, and, the reloaded one, which just which just came out this past weekend. Of course, yes, I am bringing all the hood rat shit to the table. Whatever it's, but but it, this is this is my prerogative. This is how I live my life. Um, the uh, I still. Oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead, because I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking back through to like like this is the other thing about this season is stuff that got released in the first half of the year is always screwed, right? Because it's just like yeah, so much easier you to remember about albums. It. It's, yeah. Yeah. Even if it yeah, was good, like even, stuff, it's not for, it's not even about forgetting that it, it's more just like forgetting, oh, that was this year. You know what I mean? It's not, yeah, it's not stuff a that gets blunt force. Yeah. yeah. Stuff that gets just sort of blunt forced out of your, out of your memory. Like, like we just, I, like, I forgot about the Isaiah Rajat album. Yeah. Like, that was, was also yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like was literally like weeks ago. Yeah. And that also, I think deserves yeah. like to be mentioned because it's also really good. Yes. Um, Sun's tirade is still my favorite Isaiah Rashad. That's the benchmark for me of like what he's capable of. But yeah, I, I feel you. Um, listen, I'm gonna say my second most annoying opinion of this episode. Like Donda did not manage to creep up into my top ten. It got it got in it got in top twenty. And wow, it got in top okay. twenty. I will say that, and it's but it's it's not like I have a top one hundred. First of all, so let's you know. Uh, I think that album. I don't know. For me, that album continues to age better than all the other post user shit. I I do. It's still an album where you kind of have to delete half of it <laughs> to like break, get it in a competitive shape. You know. I just think that every currency project released this year was 10, <laughs> ye 10 feet like and some change better than Donda. That's how I actually feel. That's fair. Like bro. also also uh, while while we're at it and I'm keeping and I'm keeping on this train like I swear Vezo Rich off. Yeah, that's also yep. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um I wonder if we have I swear Vezo on on any tapes or songs list. I don't know. Uh I had him on some ballots, but you know we'll see. Um, um oh, what? Yeah, we forgot about the Playboy Cardi album, which I'm yo, I, I, yes, I was so mad like, after I sent my shit in because I was like, whole lot of red. 
it's impossible. It's impossible to remember all that this stuff. Like, That's the kind of album where I'll forget to put it on a year-end list. And then when I remember that I forgot it, I'll be like, no, actually, this is like my number one. You know what I mean? Yeah. You yeah, go from forgetting exactly. it to this, this is, is kind of like, one. oh, yeah, this is this is the best thing that came out. <laughs> right. This is like all this crazy virtuoso shit is on here. Yes, yeah. Uh, um, oh, man. I'm blanking. What else is there? Hey, uh, nothing else. I mean, we can talk about other stuff other than music. I think that's like yeah. That we is... should probably talk about other stuff other than music. Um, um, can I wait? So now that we're doing that, though, can we circle back? So you'll notice a couple episodes ago, listeners, Micah brought up the harder they fall. Right? Uh, what's the cast again, Micah? Of the harder they fall. Idris Elba, Jonathan Majors, uh, Zazy Bates. Uh, Regina King, Lakeith Stanfield. But isn't it Zazie Literally Beats? Every... Isn't it Zazie Beats? <laughs> it's Zazie Bates. I is swear it? to God, like it's like this is I I swear this is gonna like, be bursty like, bear this shit. Is... This is gonna be some bursty bear shit. I'm not even looking it up. I mean, like it's honestly, this there's just gonna be like we're, there's gonna be like weird like Mandela effect stuff around the <laughs> early career pronunciation of her yeah. name. Same as like. Sersha Ronan. And you know what? Sure, if she sure. wants to spend like, you know, a, 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 at least a portion of the remainder of her, of her career, like in press junkets for the first five minutes, just explaining how her name is actually pronounced. So be it. But I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Zazie Bates because I think that that is the last pronunciation that I remember seeing like on a Vanity Fair thing like a couple listen, months ago. Listen, Kamala sat so Zazie could march. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, so she, so she could drum her her rifle butt on the ground. Yeah. Um, wait, wait, <laughs> wait. Hold on a second, because the reason oh, I yeah, brought it right. up, got- I, I, I was like, okay, Michael was super into it. You were super effusive talking about it. So I'm like, okay, I was at home, right, Thanksgiving, and my sister's like, let's watch the the black cowboy movie. Let's watch the Heart of the Fall. We put that on. We get we get like fifteen minutes in that movie. My mom was like, "Cut that shit off." <laughs> like, <yo>. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was like cool. I was like, okay, but my mom was just, and it was funny because I think it was half violence, and then half of it was just she, she wasn't into it. She said something like, "This isn't like the cowboy movies I grew up with," and I was like, first of all, mom, like, like my sister and I are like, we we went with the theater to you to see Django Unchained, <laughs> just first of all. And then second of all, it's that the movie we ended up watching instead of The Heart of They Fall was the Halle Berry MMA movie, Bruised, where she oh, is oh, like... Oh, yeah, whoa, whoa. Wait, that's not enough. Wait, enough is... No, enough is the Jennifer Lopez one. So this you is... are annoying enough. Wait, no, hold up. Wait, hold up now. I didn't know Ooh. that there was a... I didn't know there was a Halle... There's a Halle Berry one. Movie. Yes. Yes. Is everybody, is every like 50 plus year old actor in Hollywood getting an MMA movie? Cause like, I mean, like, there's versus Keanu Reeves and there's Bob Odenkirk, now it's Holly Berry. And, That's where uh, MMA is though. There was Maggie <laughs> Q. Yeah, but like, like, but anyway, all right, cool. Anyway, I didn't know that there was, I didn't know that. All right. And she's, so, she's, and wait, when did it come out? It wasn't that long ago. It was like relatively recently. Um, and it's like, it's not the, the thing is like, it's, it's cool. The movie's cool. Um, the actor, I forget her name. She's like a stage actor who plays the character. 
um, Budu Khan. She's like the main good performance in the movie. The rest of the movie, and I don't know how to put this without being a little like this is this is gonna sound a little wrong, but it's like the movie is a little too depressing, right? It's just like Halle Berry getting beat up and beating people up, and this abusive relationship, and there's a kid and people throwing Yamaha keyboards into the street. And it, it's sort of like so it's just Precious, like very if Precious like, was MMA. Is if like if Precious life. was an MMA movie, is kind of the vibe sometimes. It just gets really dour for long stretches. And it's it's cool, but I'm just surprised that's what we end up watching instead of the harder they fall. Because it was also violent. I don't know. Um that said, man, as far as I know, what what did I watch this year? Did the Demon Slayer movie come out this year or last year? Yeah, the de- no, the Demon Slayer movie did come out this year. Yeah, yes, no, yes. Um, All right, Mugen boom. That's Train the best movie that came out this year. this year. Next question. That's the best movie 2021. <laughs> That's it. That's my number one. There you go. Um. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, honestly, like, there's... I'm trying. I'm really, trying, really trying to think about movies that I saw this year that really, like, really did it for me. And yeah, I mean, like, there's nothing. There's nothing that's like leaping out. Oh wait, yeah. Well, Kate was fun. Kate was fun. Um, that, oh, that Kate, Netflix yo, movie. so many people when yeah. you complimented that, so many people texted me like, Mike is bugging. What the fuck is that movie? I right, like so Kate, yo, it's, you stand by Kate. I I, I, I stand by for Kate. People, it's just it is absolute nonsense. Like it's just it's just Mary Elizabeth Winstead on a rampage through like Busan or I, like I I think it's like, um, you know she gets she's a hip she's a hip uh hitman that gets poisoned and you know is on a murderous revenge plot to figure out why and who there's a girl there's a teenage girl involved a lot of culturally insensitive stuff <laughs> um and like the bodies get piled high and there's a lot of like there's there's a lot of really tired jokes about J-pop in there but okay. i mean it's good in the way that like I like I like I recently told so I was talking to somebody and I said like Cold Pursuit was good like but nobody watched it and I like and I didn't watch it because of like because that was the press tour where mm. Liam Neeson like some some interviewer asked Liam oh! Neeson like hey like you know <laughs> hey you know uh, so uh, how was the weather this morning and he was just like one time I ro- I roamed the, the, the streets of Ireland with a cosh looking for a black bastard to hit because somebody got it was like yeah it was just it was just I like I like it was, it was no you have to put that story back together question. wasn't it if specifically the context was somebody you I mean it was unprov- it was like this weirdly unprovoked story it was like Liam Neeson was, it was talking a, about it was like sexual assault. Like having, like, there was like yeah, a, it was a sexual assault, and he would like had a revenge fantasy about like you know clobbering a black assailant. a black assailant to death, like with um 
you know, literally I had to look up what a kosh was because that's what he said. Like, that's what he said he had. I didn't know that they they still made those because it's like, you know, the 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 weapon from when t when cops were black and white on TV, you know, and yeah. sirens sounded a certain way. The little leather thing, like uh, that's like not quite a nightstick, and you know, I don't know, like I, it's just a ridiculous weapon to have, and also yeah. to roam the streets looking for any black person. To, to to hit with it. But anyway. It was one of those things like, where it was like he was telling a story. It was like, oh, he thought he was doing something with this story. He was like, God, he, he was really, doing it. It's like an Aesop fable. It was just like, what happened? Oh, this but is like, but like by the time, like it was really like he thought he told it like it was like an Aesop fable thing, but got so worked up by the end of the story that he forgot where he was going and was just kind of <laughs> like, yeah. And I do it again. <laughs> yeah, he thought he was in a commuter. <laughs> uh, but I mean, like honestly, like I, I ultimately watched. I watched Cold Pursuit on a plane, and it was like, oh, this is like actually a really good six out of ten Liam Neeson movie where he like does some, you know, extrajudicial killings like in all the other ones. <laughs> um, like, it's also, like, a pretty good dark comedy. But, like, I hadn't watched it because of, like, you know, the press tour around it. Yeah. Similar thing with, um, uh, like, I mean, like, it's, I feel like a lot of the noise around Kate is for that reason. Like, you know, but the thing is, is that if you watch it on the terms of it being a dumb action movie, it's a very, like, it's, it's one that has a lot of replay value. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mid Saturday afternoon replay value. Yo, that's that. I do think that like of all the things we talk about in this pod, film is the thing. Like, I'm I don't I'm not, I don't fuck with the film Twitter at all. Okay, I'm very basic with movies. I'm very sporadic with watching them. My what is my top ten list? What would it even be for movies? It would be like, what movies have I seen? The Demon Slayer movie, No Time to Die, <laughs> Buck Breaking. Like, what you know what I mean? It's like what. <laughs> Where did you? It's just like you didn't go. Like we didn't really go to the movies for real this year. Yeah. Anyway, uh, like, the last Evangelion and, movie, the Evangelion reboot movie, was was tight, and I actually think about it a lot. Um, yeah, man. Like, and then like all the stuff the out long in the past Halloween two parts one and two. Yeah, like oh, uh, for the, the bat. I mean, like, hey, it's it's fire though. So don't so don't be like that. But anyway. I mean, like, otherwise, it was just kind of like I this I watched movies from, you know, every point in time this year just because they were all available to me and I was inside. Same as last year. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. Let's we can take a break for a second. Come back. Maybe talk about some TV, some video games, some anime and manga stuff. Uh, yeah, we can wrap up. But we'll be back after the break. Micah, first of all, we got scammed because the last I checked, fucking Mappa or whoever, whatever studio it is, they put out the Chainsaw Man trailer like months ago. We were supposed to get, if I if I remember correctly, we were supposed to get an autumn, an autumn 2021 release date for the Chainsaw Man TV series adaptation. And it just disappeared. Like, what is happening? Do you know anything about that? Like, I spent the entire year this year acquiring the volumes of Chainsaw okay, Man because they were out of print. 
And then we're not even getting the anime. People lying. Is that confirmed? I like I because there's I a mean, trailer. As I, mean, I remember, the there's a no. Yeah, the date. Because I mean, like I know that we saw like a ten in there, and like. <laughs> But I mean, like, is that what it meant? Is that what that is, like, is, that is so annoyingly a thing about being an anime fan? It's like you get these trailers drop, drop, and everything is in Japanese. You're like, oh, they got a 10, 10 1. Okay, so October 1st, and you don't know what that you have no idea if that's what it's who said. knows what that means. Yeah, it's just like there's a, like, are you sure that it was a 10 21, even so? But or was even it, then, or, or, or was it a 20 20? But this is such bullshit. Like, this is the thing, right? The fact that I feel like I have to play Blue's Clues to figure out when these shows are coming out. That's the thing. People, we got an email actually in the inbox. I don't know if you checked it. Uh, I was talking to somebody who emailed us and they were talking about, um, they were talking about how, apart from like the Duffer Brothers crediting Elfin Lead <laughs> of all things for, for an influence <laughs> in Stranger Things, which... I don't know if you've watched Elfin Lead. If you should, if you have not, Micah, that that show is nuts. Um, but the, the the reader was asking us about like whether there are enough people in writers' rooms and at publications that are into anime. And I was like, yeah, man. Like the thing of it's like Evangelion and Bebop, right? Clearly, clearly reached enough people at a level that wasn't just the way that like Pokemon reached them, right? Like you have plenty of critics and people writing for TV shows and shit that love anime. Even even if that even if that influence is dwarfed in comparison to the Marvel stuff, but the underrated thing, right, is that with anime, you know, you see this with shit like Ava, right? Like Netflix, Netflix bought the rights to Ava after Ava had been basically like out of print for a decade, right? And even then, Netflix had to pay all this money to license the show, and even then they had to redub the whole thing. They had to dub all of the acting all over again. And that's kind of, that's like a huge issue when it comes to talking about like the proliferation of anime in the West is that like, it's just the licensing regimes for, for a lot of Japanese oh, popular yeah. culture are a nightmare, right? Um, and that feels related to talking about something like Chainsaw Man, where it's like, this is bullshit that we're talking about this TV show that had a trailer and everything. And yet we, we, you kind of have to like, if you Google Chainsaw Man release date, it's a bunch of people solving Scooby Doo mysteries, trying to figure out yeah, when the show. Like, yeah, there's no, no, yeah, there's no. It's it's basically because of like the way that like this like the product is produced. It just means that like you're gonna get it when you get it. Like yeah. there's it's it's very, um, like dependent upon so many different. Um, like so many different licensing things. Like the when we were talking about like the, this this podcast used to originally be like the Evangelion podcast, and we were talking about like the way that that show even got made was like a joint thing between Gainx, the studio, and like what was it Hasbro or whoever it was that was trying to sell toys and a record company, and they were just like, we need to sell music and toys. Can you uh, come up with, you know, something that can do that, you know, like a cartoon that can do that, maybe. And that's how they got Evangelion. So it's just kind of like it's three things working in tandem. And also like the writer who is actually making yeah. the show. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, like until you get it, like 
you know, it was sort of like a price is the price sort of situation. It's just like, you know, yeah, we said fall, but eh, it ain't ready yet. Yeah, it's but it just means that my TV consumption this year is defined by an absence, by the absence of the Chainsaw Man adaptation, which like by its trailers looks like it's going to be some of the best just like detailed TV animation that any of us have seen in a long time, like detailed action TV animation um we did get the like the star wars anime like Honestly, the disney no, it's not anime even like, star wars it's not like i don't know like in, in contrast to you like i think the thing that's seen most appealing about the chainsaw man trailer wasn't even like the action animation which we already know that mappa can do like yeah. i was texting you yeah, about yeah, tact fair. uh tact op destiny like uh that mm-hmm. that show that uh my friend alex put me on to that has like I mean, like, it's just another, it's just MAPPA doing MAPPA stuff. Crazy-ass explosions and people getting getting tossed through buildings in really stylish fashion and um, a lot of, you know, like, crumbling facades and wet viscera. Um, But, like, the thing that seemed really great about Chainsaw Man is that it was going to be really good animation around like the more mundane parts of um, the things that happened in the, sh- that happened in the series. Yeah. Like, you know, the action, the action is, is over the top and very gory and crazy, but like the interactions that, at least to me, that stick out the most in the Chainsaw Man story are like non-violent or like at least or even like cute maybe even sensual like and the thing is that these these uh like the animation around those things looks really amazing in the trailer which seemed like it was going to be really exciting but yeah yes i do agree with you mainly television for us as here was defined by an absence because like yeah i was kind of hype about that shit too yeah although like i i feel like there wasn't even that much anime I watched, that much TV anime at least that I watched this year. Um, I did like the Disney Star Wars anime, Western anime Star Wars crossover thing. It, it, but it, it, I liked it as much because of the the anime studios they got involved in that, that Disney got involved in it, as much as I also liked it because of the same reason that I think, like you and I, when we were talking about the first season of The Mandalorian, right? Where it was like, oh, right, Star Wars, like the best way to make something like Star Wars make sense is to get away from the Skywalker, you know, the Skywalker plot. Right, is to make the 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 galaxy feel big and yeah. far away. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's, yeah, um, it's, it did have like that sort of, specifically, you know, the, like the, 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 the dual episode where like the samurai guy turns out to also be a Sith but he's helping the townspeople. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, hey, guys, moral gray area. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like of the things that both of us like this year, brand new cherry flavor. I know a lot of people who did not like that. <laughs> I feel like. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, because it's 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 so disgusting and like anxious and sweaty. And, it's like, sweaty. I think the sweaty abrasive is like a deal breaker for the sweatiness is. Yeah, the, the sweatiness is very often like it's like <laughs> I was just trying <laughs> to describe to like a friend of mine, like, you know, 
like the show and and I mean like it's like you sound like a crazy person like trying to explain all the things like there's a you know there's a revenge plot against a big Hollywood producer that involves puking up cats that represents some sort of metastasized resentment and blah, 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 blah. But really like the word that I would use to describe the show overall is moist. It's just like a very moist show. Like I would, a very moist. I would describe it as a show for people who played both death stranding and then also the death stranding direct director's cut. That's the kind of person who will put up with the bullshit and brand new cherry flavor, I feel like. People that don't like, you know, like you don't like if you've been playing a game for however many hours and you you finally come at last to the you know, disgusting vor level with the polyps that jump out of the <laughs> yeah. thing and get all over you and you don't put down the controller and go do something else for 3 weeks. Yeah. Then you know, like brand new cherry flavor is for you. Yeah. Um, what else? I feel like there's stuff like, I mean, look, I don't even know that we have that much prestige. Like of the proportion of prestige TV and regular old good old good old American TV this year. Like, what did you like more of? To me, it's just like, I don't know. This the past couple of weeks, I've just been watching Bake Off and I think it's a really good season of Bake Off. I don't know. And and. <laughs> But then I like made, which like Allison Herman, I feel like is who our colleague Allison Herman is like the main evangelist I've seen for this show. And she's 100% right about it. If you haven't watched Made, and it's like based, it, okay, Made is based on a memoir. And you go in thinking like, I know what this show is going to be. It's going to be this woman and she's a maid and it's going to be Hollywood trying to do this like working class cosplay thing. Nah, you will get three episodes into Made crying thug tears because that th that show is good okay that show is that show is something else watch made that is my recommendation to people that is my favorite like yeah. prestige kind of show of the year probably was made my favorite prestige show of the year was probably formula one drive to survive but it's a, like a docuseries excuse it's me? not even like a press <laughs> Formula One Drive to Survive. It's like it's it's basically like um a Sega game? What is it? What is no, that? No. <laughs> it sounds no, like a Sega. No, no. It's like it's it's basically one of those quote unquote all access docuseries around yeah. a sport. Like, but instead of you know the Dallas Cowboys or Manchester City, it's the Formula One circuit and it follows them to, you know. Monaco, Austin, wherever the hell, and like you know, follows uh, all the you know head mechanics, leaders, presidents of different racing outfits: Mercedes, McLaren, um, Haas, which is just always tragic. <laughs> um, and I mean, like, it's just so like it's it's so dramatic, like. Things as, 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 you know, as minute and as, you know, seemingly inconsequential as like the heat of the tires on the road in lap four become things that cost 
millions of dollars and possibly sponsorships and, you know, people throw their headsets and disgust and frustration and, you know, like have terse conversations on the phone about, I don't know what happened, but this time we're going to get it right, I swear, you know, and then, you know, the, the, the driver just takes his helmet off and storms into the trailer. No questions, no questions, please. It's just like really good, like drama. I, I have enjoyed watching me and my friends have enjoyed watching it a lot this year. Um, you know, as a result, have bought several pieces of Formula One merch each. It's that sort of thing, you know? Okay. All right. I feel you. I feel where you're coming from. You said sports, but then you worked up to something that I might watch. So, um, wait, we also talked about, we talked about Outer Banks, right? That was like months ago. That shit. Oh, yeah. We did talk about uh, Outer Banks. I need Outer more Banks. People. My stories. Watching my stories. Outer my Banks. Stories, my stories. My stories. Yeah. The thing is, it's Outer Banks is just, it's just good soaps. It's just good Sarah. soaps, my nigga. Like, Sarah. It's just such, but, it's such acting. Sarah. 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 John B. John B. <laughs> <laughs> running around Jamaican yeah, shit. Oh, oh my God. God. No. Okay. There's out of bags. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, She was just like when they were on the run, and she had like you know the crazy bronze tan and like the three braids. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, out of banks is great. This is incredible. The Bahamas. I said Jamaica. They run around the Bahamas. This shit was amazing. Um, Season three. We're getting it. (laughs) Let's go. Uh, and then it's just like most of the other stuff is stuff that is like, oh, I, you know what? I super still stand by Underground Railroad. That shit was good. Like Underground Railroad probably like that's the, I think that and made are kind of tied. I think Underground Railroad for what. I, it's like, ah, that show is so kind of plagued by expectations and messaging and like political valence surrounding it that I think all does a disservice to it. Cause that show, the way they approached that source material, I just thought that show was really great and imaginative and lively and just sort of weird in a way that just feels like none of the marketing for underground railroad really gives it credit for. Um, yeah, man, you get to the part. It's like the the dueling speeches in the church before the church gets all blown up and shit. Like it's just so much good shit in Underground Railroad. And I watch. I wish more people watched that show. Um, I wish more people who don't think that that kind of show is for them would watch that show. Um, and it's like, what we we watched the the second part of Lupin, which is okay. Um, yeah, it was I. Yeah, it was I. We watched Bebop, which you and I disagreed about a lot. Um, we're getting more of it. I mean, and I am curious to see where they go with it as the person who liked it a lot more than you did. Um, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, I don't know. Like, I think the only thing I'm left with, right, is like video game stuff, which Deathloop is still I mean, like, my, like, and video game stuff then is, is even itself is very difficult because I mean how many people actually have a PS5 I was just now talking to like my friend TJ about this who helped me get mine like mm-hmm. he had another friend recently who he was trying to outsource the work to and he was just kind of like and has had has heard nothing yeah. for like three months you know like it's just there's also like no new games coming out. Like there's that's part of the reason they had to release Godfall like on PS4. 
Like, what you talking about? They got that Pokemon out. Pokemon Diamond, Pearl, whatever. Diamonds and Pearls. Okay, yeah, sure. But, like, you know, what, 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 what? There was Returnal. There was Fire. Deathloop. Fire. 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 And, um, what else was there? Um, there was Far Cry 6, which can I tell you, like, I never played a Far Cry game because just sort of the structure of Far Cry games, um, especially after the second one, always just looked a little too. It's that kind of open world, like action open world game where I'm usually just like, eh, that's not for me. And I played six and I actually really liked it. it it's definitely kind of like a empty calorie type experience. And yet. Giancarlo Esposito being fake Fidel Castro and like growing cancer curing tobacco and shit. And it, I don't know. I, th- that game was actually like fun. And I think a lot of the complaints, there's some complaints I read about like the politics of the game or the lack of politics of the game that I didn't think were really that true to the game as it actually played out. And I don't know. I thought that was fun, but that was like, it's very much not the kind of game that I'm going to evangelize. I was just surprised because I've otherwise, I always look at something like Far Cry from a distance. That's very much not my speed of video game usually. Um, um, oh, yeah, there was Ratchet and Clank. There was Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, which I think that honestly was just kind of like a frame rate Marvel more than anything else. Like, <laughs> it's just... Yes, I gen. literally could not believe that it did that it never crashed once, considering <laughs> all of the crazy shit that was going on on screen. Um, yeah, I mean, like you know, and then besides that, I mean, Ghost of Tsushima is still the game, the gift that keeps on giving. Like, it's it's crazy how they they just like with the new update added like a couple like you know a new storyline and uh like a couple new levels to online gameplay but mainly they added a new uh animation for seething assured and that's what made the game feel like an entirely new game like mm-hmm. the small like dramatic notes of like being able to flick blood off of your blade and like sheath it before the next wave shows up like online are what makes that game like incredible like your blade sticks in people like, you know, when you do when you don't waste any strokes, it feels amazing, you know, dot com pause, uh, whatever you want to say. <laughs> but uh, like there's also like it's just like a, like it's an incredible like it's just like an incredible game that is still incredible. And I can't believe that I have to like, you know that I've talked about it for so long and you and you won't get online and play it with me. Dog, you... Well, no, I that I have no... And in fact, I think winter, right, as we go into the depths of winter, that's like a time I'll, I'll definitely... I'll definitely cop and do that. Um, I think it's just like... I mean, I've otherwise like... Persona 5 Strikers, but everyone on this... Everybody who listens to this podcast knows I'm a, I'm a SMT Persona fanboy. Uh, SMT 5 came out. I've played more hours of that than I want to admit. It's distracted me from several tasks in my life. Um, it's The story is garbage in the latest Shin Megami Tensei game, but the gameplay is great. Like, the fights are great. Like, I think the... It's like the gameplay shit is, is the stuff that matters in those games, and it's all great, and it's a Switch exclusive. So I'm hogging my fiance's Switch. Um, 
But yeah, I'll play some Ghost of Tsushima with you. Come on now. I got a PS5 too. I gotta make use of this thing. You know what I mean? It's like that's the thing. I'm I've been play- yo playing SMT5. It's like I love this game, right? I love most of the Atlas games, but I'm playing on the Switch, and it's just like once you once you once you spend a lot of time on the PS5, and otherwise, right? I do PC gaming too, right? And then you go to a Switch, and it's just like, why is everything load so slow? Wow, the resolution 720p. You know. It's just not the same. I can t- the PS5 is spoiling me. I can tell that I'm already getting annoyed with, you know, the current gen. Well, you know, I would know about all that because uh, I'm only rich enough to have one console, one next gen console. Uh, so you're on your own there, player. Yo, your point about the okay, but your point about the PS5, like it's still people. It's like a, more than a year after the PS5 came out, and people are still struggling. Like last night, I just had an idle thought, and I started clicking around, looking at the cost of the uh, RTX 30 series graphics cards, and I, I still can't believe that, like that you have to pay. Like retail is, you know, retail prices sold out, and people are still out here charging like two thousand dollars for those cards, like. It's nuts. Again, it's like it has created this sense of like the video game. I don't know. It, it feels like a weirdly stunted market for video games the past year. I think in part because of like the awkwardness of trying to to transition to a new console of stuff, a new generation of stuff, while people can't even get the next gen tech right at scale. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. It don't matter. I just play Persona and you don't even need it's not even high graphics, you know? It's not always about frame rate and refresh rate. Okay. Um, I don't know what else. I don't know what else we could possibly rank. We're not even ranking. That's what's good about this. We're just sort of yeah. We're just we're just we're just yeah. You know what? We might even we we will probably start next week's episode talking about stuff we forgot about. Like this is it's it's just we're it's it's weird. It's we're just reminiscing. Is what we're doing. Reminiscing about 2021, uh, Ruben Stuttered style. Listeners, if we forgot to mention something close to our own hearts or to yours, feel free to write into us at soundonlypod at gmail.com. Mike, is that it? You got anything else? Yeah, I think that might be it. I don't got nothing else. All right. Well, I'm Justin Sherrod. And I'm Mike Peters. We will see y'all next week. It's